Okay, H5, H5. Yeah, we back. Uh, <laughs> you starting a motherfucking song for the intro. Okay, but uh, we back though. Uh, season two, episode two, episode eight, if you will. Um, we three man weaving it because uh, Luis, uh, he on bullshit. Anyways, and we late too. We slight late. Like, yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be out a Friday ago. But yeah, we were outside though. Got yeah. Sometimes that's it's important. not about it's not about being on time. It's the fact that you even got there, you know? So uh Right, that makes sense to you. <laughs> I mean we here though. So All right, uh, where you want to jump off at? Uh we start in the end of the first round. Um Heat Bucks. Was it he? But yeah, he bucks yeah. five. What was our predictions for I, that? I want to say I, I think we to... all said bucks and six. Yeah. Oh damn! And he went out there and bust their ass. Yeah, man. Um, probably one of the best first round performances or playoff performances in general. I think he averaged thirty seven points per game in that series. Yeah, that fifty bar was special though. Put the team on his back. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I gotta apologize to uh, playoff playoff uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Oh yeah, do that. Um, say you sorry and say what you sorry for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know y'all want to do it, bro. But go ahead. I apologize to uh, Jimmy Butler, Michael Jordan, long lost son. Uh, every year I always say uh, playoff Jimmy Butler does not exist because uh. It just don't be existing sometimes, but he been proving me wrong, I guess. Uh, shit. That man put them, the whole squad on his back, looked in Giannis' face, and called him a punk. That shit crazy. But uh, I apologize to Jimmy Butler. Uh, you are better than Paul George. Yep, that's what we like to hear. That's that's a great start to accepting. You know what I'm saying? But, listen, but it's crazy. Because, like, before we go to, like, the both teams, it's crazy that Jimmy does this every year because, like, he's consistently, like, one of the best players in the playoffs, but it's kind of hard to rank him as a player because, like, nobody has Dream Butler in their top ten. Nobody has Dream Butler in, like, the best players in the league. But, you know, he really do do this shit every year. So it's, you know, he play, I don't he know, if, he, I don't know if it's that real conversation, but... I mean, he, he plays a whole different right game now. in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. In the regular season, he's all about like just foul baiting, getting to the free throw line, just cruising. And now he still be doing some foul baiting. He playoffs. takes way more. I mean, than the postseason. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The shot volume is way up. Like I think in the regular season, I think Tyler Hero usually shoot more than him. And yeah, he did. Like, he did. I think. But uh, in the playoffs, that man Jimmy Butler, he'll put up thirty a game. He'll put up thirty shots a game. Casual thirty two. Yeah, and and he'll just find he'll find his spot more in the playoffs, and then in the regular season he don't be he don't even shout out Kalo to too, man. Kyle Lowry, uh, he been oh yeah. yeah when we I get to the next him. series, you know, he's been on his shit. Yeah, I was uh, I was hating on him last pod. I uh, I said if they wanted to I win, I think we had it on all their players to be honest. Yeah, we was hating for sure. Uh, we was calling Bam a a, a fraud, I think. Yeah, he still is though. He, I, I, he don't get his name to me. His name is Drees. 
we, we'll talk about Ben when we get to that uh, to the second. Yeah, to the to the Knicks. Yeah, uh, we talk about the Bucks though. To close out this series, let's jump to Game Five because I think that was definitely the most contentious part of this series. Uh, that last inbound play where Jimmy got the tip in, uh, uh, and then Bud deciding not to call the timeout to advance the ball into the front court. They don't even get a shot up to close their season out. It's just, bad. It's just bad. bad, bad coaching. And we know we've known for a while that Bud is not one to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. But damn, <laughs> I, I, that's really all I can say. Like that's that yeah, the no timeout is coaching incompetence. They had a timeout when Grace Allen did that year, right? Yeah, like two. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that just can't happen. And I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to take up for him because he had that little situation like in actual life. So, but, so you know what I'm saying? So, hopefully he's straight. But that two timeout shit is wild because it's not even that they didn't get a shot. It's just who the ball went to. It's like, right. I think Chris got it and then he kind of played with it and then he gave it to Grayson. It's like, Grayson Allen has never been that ball. player. Giannis is on the ground the whole possession. He just on the and he ground. Did, yeah, he got to be better because th- he got the free throw problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and that caused the turnover. to. I think I don't know if it was in OT or before OT where he uh, threw, almost threw the ball out of bounds and Chris basically saved a season before it was over it. Um, like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the net series from a few years ago. It's like, He's just damn near scared to go to the line. Like, and that shit can't happen if he's like gonna be the best in the league. And I'm not saying that he is or he isn't, but he got to be better um, from every aspect of the game because he was that shit was unacceptable for sure. Y'all think next year? But uh, building off of that, uh, Bot said uh, he said uh, Bud has some shit to deal with in real life. But uh, thing is, like, I would have forgave it if it was just like one season, like. Oh, I yeah, he has like, been on bullshit for sure. But uh, he's been on bullshit for three seasons. Him winning that title delayed the inevitable, I think. He should be fired because um, he's been coaching really badly for like the – or not really badly because they still like a 60-win team every year down there. But uh, he's been coaching in the playoffs just like – just be making dumb decisions. Uh, it started in 2020. When they win the uh, when they win the championship? 2021. 2021. Yeah, 21. 21. When uh, in the first round, when Bobby Portis is giving you the best non, like the best uh non Giannis minutes, right? And you don't want to, you don't want to play him at all. Uh, it was games where he got DMP'd for no real reason. Uh, and uh, and it started with that, and then. Uh, against the Hawks, they they lost some uh, bad games due to uh, just coaching uh, in that run. Um, that was the Trey Young when uh, Trey Young and then was that was the conference finals, right? Yeah, and yeah. then Giannis yeah, went down. That was a, whatever. We that was a bad was series for them. But uh, they was kind of just fumbling their way until they won a championship behind Giannis just being great because he had like two fifty balls in the finals. Yeah, and I don't even want to be that nigga, bro. I really don't. But them niggas was not have been in that place if Kyrie didn't go down. So you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course. But uh, right, I'm not. I don't even want to get much into that because it's like they won it already, and it is what it is. Yeah, 
Yeah, they got lucky though. I mean, like not even. It's like, luck in like, every championship like though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they just got lucky, and they converted on their opportunities. But there was some bad moments in that whole finals run, and then it's just been catching up to them since then. Even uh, well, last year in the conference finals, they went to uh, they was up three two. If I'm yep, yes, the C's. Yeah, they was up three two, and failed to close out two elimination games. With game seven in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I think yeah. so. Because I think that was the game. I think that game six was the one where JT couldn't miss. And I think game seven, they tried to close that at home. And then and, Grant uh, Williams. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant Williams, he he sniped them for like eight threes. Or he hit like ten threes. And yeah. they didn't, yeah, that they was didn't that game. adjust to that. They ain't put nobody on him. They were just letting him shoot open threes. And then it was acting confused when, uh, when that shit didn't work. Um... But uh, another thing about coaching is, like, even when you say uh, coaches don't make adjustments, like, if you watch the game, they do. Like, I've seen people say, uh, I guess we could get into that later. But, uh, but yeah, just adjustments, adjustments-wise, uh, I watched the whole series, and, and uh, Budenholzer was not really doing shit, like, like drastically. I feel like you got to make drastic changes if you down, what, they was down 3-1? Yeah. yeah. If you down, if you down three one to the uh to the eight, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to make drastic changes. It can't just be a a little adjustment here and there. You gotta. That's why I love Ty Lue, man. That for yeah, I like what Ty Lue do. That yeah. See you, you a funny guy, uh, man. You, you, no, no, no. Because because uh, you said you said uh about uh Budenholzer, he just had uh some shit happen with his family. Ty Lue oh yeah, that was family. So I'm just like oh yeah, he did. I'm he did. About he did. It. I'm he thinking did. about it. I'm just gonna chalk the bad year up to that, but uh, yeah, yeah, this wasn't a good year for uh, T. Lou. It wasn't. But, um, and I think they got a lot of questions going back to the Bucks. I think we could kind of close that. We have been on this for a minute, but they got a lot of questions. Um, they're a championship team for sure. I think rock. that yeah, like, like they've won a championship. We've seen them do it with this core, Giannis, Drew, uh, and Chris, but. I think you got to question Drew. I think you have to question Chris Middleton. Like you have to. Like I don't care about the injury. Like I get it. He's trying to find his rhythm. Like I understand what it's like. It's like as a player, you know, trying to, especially because they were winning when he came in, and you, you know, you don't want to mess up the flow. But it's like he's not an All Star. Um, he's not. I don't think he's a good number two on a championship team right now. Um, and I think his level of play has just like went down every year since they won a championship and i don't want to give drew too much like criticism because he's kind of always been this as a player like we see him in the playoffs like even when they won a ring he was terrible in the, in the net series so it's like he's kind of you know what you're gonna get from him you're not gonna expect a, a whole lot you know the 30 point games are cool when it happens but i think they have to look at this roster and kind of be like if we're gonna build around Giannis, you know we might have to switch some shit up them boys getting old too. They mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they all past their thirties. Um, I want to say Brooke like, and Chris are up for extension soon too. Yeah, yeah, no Brooke is. You gotta bring him back too. You don't really have a choice. They're over the cap. Yep. So this team's just gonna continue to age. Um, what else? Oh, Drew Holiday also said. Uh, there's that uh, interview that recently. He's trying to retire. Yeah, he said he's gonna retire and uh, when his contract up. So 
I don't know how true that yeah. is. I feel like he's not actually gonna retire. But uh, how many years of play is that? Three. I mean, he seemed like the one of them guys, one of them guys who won't really play for super long. Or it's uh, he signed that extension in 2021, so I think so. I think it's like two more years. But uh, he uh, yeah, I don't think he gonna. I think he might actually retire after this. Yeah, year. I wouldn't be too surprised to be honest. Um, and he's their most valuable trade piece in terms of people they want to shop. It's him and then, like, maybe, like, uh, what's his name, Bochamp. Marjan. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he 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 probably got some value. I know he ain't really produced like that, but he's going to shop him around a little bit. As we get further and further away from the DiVincenzo for Ibaka trade, it just looks worse. That shit was garbage. Like, it was bad. I wanted Ibaka, too, that uh, season. But they like, just made... couldn't even jump when they traded for him. That front, that whole like front office, like they've been making like uh terrible decisions ever since they let a uh, uh Brogdon go for nothing, cause like, cause like they could have easily just resigned him. Like that was literally still, one of the only picks they hit on too. Yeah, they could have easily just resigned him and still. And then they they had the Blesso years. They wasted the Giannis years, but with the Blesso shit, then, that shit was a terrible fucking fit. But uh. Going off of the uh the Brogdon stuff, like they they let him walk, right? And then ever since then they've been trying to search for that like second secondary like ball handling guard. Like like they they put uh Grayson Allen in that role. Um like they've been searching for that little uh secondary ball handling guard who's like efficient in what he do, uh can score in a multitude of ways and then like defend. They've been looking for that and those aren't common, so I don't understand why you just let him walk right. and then expect and the to ones get that it back. are around in the league are expensive. Exactly. And then, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, they probably not too mad about it because they want to chip after it. But it's like you could have been building something, but they decided not to. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I guess. You ready to move got, on? I got a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. We can move on. Yeah. Shout out to the Heat, though. Uh, shout out JB. We already talked about him. Kyle. No, Caleb. Fucking. What's the, what's the Martin brothers? Caleb. Caleb Martin? It's Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, they, they. Shout out to the Heat, man. We about to talk about them again in a second a little bit, so I don't want to say too much, but they uh, they handled their business, man. They went up 3-1 and, and didn't fuck around. Uh, let's go. Moving let's on go. to the next one, though. Knicks Cavs. Knicks Cavs. Oh shit! Yeah, was another for me. Another four one. I was really hoping this was gonna go to seven, or Cleveland was gonna put up a fight, but playing four on five finally caught up to them. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do next season once they can yep. start to out the rest of their roster. But as of right now, they are not ready to compete until they have a wing out there. And also, mm-hmm. want to give a lot of props to the Knicks. They locked in this series. They got their offense and they got, excuse me, they got their stuff off on offense. They really keyed in on defense, made it very difficult for the guards and the bigs. Um, just all around an impressive series for the Knicks and the type of thing you want to see going forward for them, especially if they're really trying to make this conference finals or even finals run. Um, and one of the biggest pieces, and we'll touch on them a little later in the next series, is R.J. Barrett playing well that is going to be fundamental to their success later on down the stretch. And he had a couple of good games to close out the series as well. That really impressed me. Yeah. And I think it's important, not even for him, but him and Mitchell Robinson, because Mitchell Robinson 
we talked bad about him. Yeah, he was he was really good after like game three. Um, obviously, Jalen Brunson and, and Randall did. You know, they they the all stars of the team, so it's not too much to say there. But going to the Cavs, like you said, uh, four on five or Coro. Um, it's reports like a couple hours before we recorded this that they, you know, trying to get him around. Who's gonna bite on him though? I don't. I don't even know because because <laughs> like he's young, but it's like what do, what can he do? He, he just ain't got no better, bro. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he was coming out of Auburn, the question was like, elite defender, but is he going to be able to get the three ball up? And so far, he has not been able to consistently knock it down. And that's been really unfortunate because I really do think he would fit. If he could just get up to 38%, he would really fit what this team wants to do. A lot of teams, a lot of teams, too. And I don't even want to sound like a like like crazy, but it's been like this for high school since for him. Like he's been this same player since high school. You know, he ain't really had a shot. He's always been super athletic, decent defender. Um, like you said, if he could just, what's league average? 37, 36? I think it's 36. If he can get to that, I'm th- like, he's a starter on a lot of teams. Cause he started making his threes at the end of the season, didn't he? Yeah. He was looking, yeah, he good. was, he, he started heating up. My also, my other question or not question, but it's like, like Okoro, like, even if he like gets up to like 38%, I don't feel like he, like he fits with like the roster, but I don't know if he could start. Or close on on this team because they they're giving up so much size at the uh, the guard positions. You can't give up size at the wing too. I don't feel like you can do that because he's like he's only six five and he don't look he don't like look big. Really? Yeah, he's only six. Who five. Isaac Okoro? Yeah, that's so, like, crazy. I feel like they, that dude's taller than him. Yeah, I feel like if they want to. Um, I don't know, get the most out they like roster. They would need they need like an actual like they need like, like a four. Yeah, a wing a wing size like a real wing size for if <laughs> if they would the real shame is like when you look at the free agency class, the only guys that fit that description is like Harrison Barnes. And he's probably going like Sacramento. And I don't And know even then, I don't even know if you want him. Like do you want those two guys? No. I'd rather just keep my options open for next season or the you know the off season after that. Basically, um, I think they're going to end up going into the season with the Coro still on the roster. I don't think they're going to be able to get anything done with him. Um, they don't have very much draft capital because they spent a lot of it to get Mitchell. Um, I think free agency is going to be big for them. You know the kind of around the perimeter guy. Uh, you know the the seventh man, the eighth man, those type of guys to fill out the roster because their starting five is starting four out of five is solid. Um, they got a. Uh, I don't know. I got some got questions a, about them, the big guys down there. Yeah, I was just them. about to say that. I was just about to say that they got a. Uh, they got a one. Just, yeah, you, they got a one. Just get deeper get this offseason. But uh, two. Uh, Evan Mobley. I'm gonna start with him because uh, I don't even want to speak on Jared Allen. But Evan Mobley. No, nah, uh, I feel like I feel like he kind of Jared Allen kind of takes away from like what Evan Mobley like does. Like he just. Like Evan Mobley is talented, but he's not. I don't. I don't know about the whole two bigs. Like I feel like it's kind of. I like Evan Mobley. It, it works. Jared Allen just fucking it up to me. It works defensively, but offensively, it don't allow Evan Mobley to grow. Cause like when you right, on the perfect, block, that's a perfect way to put it. 
when you're on the block and you know your man is right behind you, and then you have another, as soon as you step foot in the paint, you know you they're going to send two. Or there's going to be another big body right next to you as soon as you step foot in paint. It's like it's hard to get off offensively. So I don't understand how they expect him to grow into like the KG potential if if you or don't even have Chris Bosh. A lot of people say Chris Bosh. I think yeah, the Knicks know. series was like a perfect perfect example of why there may be questions going forward with those two in the front court with how the Knicks and obviously we know the Knicks like to help off a lot. Um it's a big piece of their defense. But they were able to disrupt Mobley's post work because of how densely packed the paint was. And the Cavs couldn't even take advantage of that by getting boards. They were getting out-rebounded as well. Yep. And then... So uh, maybe Barrett's the guy that, that's on his way out. Yeah, maybe. But also, the, they couldn't do nothing because the, the person they're, 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 they, was, uh, they was helping off uh, Allen, and then they was helping off corner with a whoever that third guy was. And so, like, they can't even hit the third guy to hit the three because he wasn't hitting. Uh, CD or uh, Isaac Okoro, they weren't hitting. So they could help off cleanly and pinch on um, Jared Allen. And then they could also help off Jared Allen. And and so, like, it's just like, it's like a lot of, like, facing problems that they got to figure out because it, it affected everybody on the team, Donovan Mitchell being the main person being affected he shot like five for 21 like much harder for him to get to his spots when there's all that traffic in the paint as well going back to the spacing too i do think it is just a lot it's it's interesting because like we talking about the spacing and they just traded that nigga larry marketing that's a a season off season ago and it's not like he was like some you know he wasn't an all-star like he is now but right now i'd rather have a starting lineup of Mobley at center and marketing at the four than what they have right now because this this the niggas is like they're Mobley and Allen them they're guarding each other so Basically. they got to get that shit figured out. But was that even like a trade option? Was Allen was Jared Allen a trade option to get Donovan Mitchell? Was that even a part of the thing? I I doubt. What it. you mean? But Are you saying like could they give him up? Donovan trade yeah. and keep Laurie and send out Jarrett instead. That would have been amazing. I thought because I thought the uh, it was either uh, they send out Colin Sexton and uh, Laurie or they send out uh, Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton, and then they was gonna get and keep uh, Laurie Markkinen. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think they they probably made the right choice, but. It, they yeah. just got some hard work to do with this roster now. Yeah. Now that they, they got, gotta, I don't know if I believe in that front office <laughs> to be able to build, <laughs> uh, to like finish. I mean, they roster. they got this far, shit. They got this. I mean, it's the first time they've been even back to the playoffs without LeBron since early nineties. Damn near the history of the franchise. So yeah. <laughs> so they they doing something right. I think you just got to look at. Both the guards, and I think we know who Donovan Mitchell is in the playoffs. I think this this is really the first time in his career where he's had like some really bad games in the postseason. I feel like I don't remember him ever playing this bad. He has some bad um, games series, but this is definitely the worst. Like all around, yeah, that. for sure. This was Garland's first time in the playoffs too, so I think you 
you don't want to give him, you know, cut him too much slack, but, you know, you got to give him a little bit of time. I don't think he's a player who's just going to get in the playoffs and just immediately raise his game. I don't think he's that level of player. Um, I think he was, he but I think he got a lot to grow off of, though. Yeah, he, yeah. That, that game four, game four or three, he 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 uh he definitely had a that coming out game for sure. Yeah, but you got a lot. Got to, a lot you of, got a lot to a lot of shit to build off of. Yeah, it's a lot of positive. It's more. It's way more positives than it is uh, negatives. Yeah, and it's just we talking shit because they lost. Basically, <laughs> and there's also like it's just a huge gap from where they are to championship level. But they they get in there though. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it is good to remember that this is their first season together as a yeah. squad. Because I definitely think what they won fifty games this year. Some like that. Uh, some some around there. In my mind, they overachieve. This is still a very good season. I think you can hang your hat on the fact that they played very well. But there's still a long way to go. And yeah, again, props to the Knicks for busting their ass. Cause I did not expect. Hell yeah, yeah, especially on oh, that yeah. defensive end, bro. They show, they show out. Let me apologize to Mitchell Robinson, cause uh, I called you a bum last podcast, but uh, you proved me wrong. We can move on to the. Well, I, I take us out. We could move on to the fucking Sixers nexters. I mean, what the fuck did I say? Sixers and Nets. We could make that shit quick though. Um, I had a lot of fun watching this series. I said that last episode, I said I wish this bitch went seven. The games were blowouts, but they were like fun, weird-ass blowouts, especially um, game four. Game four was the one they, yeah, it was a home game, and it was close as hell, and they just couldn't pull it out. Um, I feel like it was a fun series, like I said. I think, again, Brooklyn has some things to build off of, just like the Cavs. It's definitely less than the Cavs has, but you also got to question some of these players, like, Dan Witty, goddamn the fake shooters they have from Joe Harris all the way down to Royce O'Neal. Um yeah, him too. That's that yeah, he's been ass. And uh shout out to the Sixers. They handled business hard hard and did what we had to do. Maxi was fucking great. Um and B went down, but you know, he was good for the amount of doubles he was seeing. Uh shout out Mikhail, Clax, and Cam for the Nets. And uh that's really all I got on this one. Great fun series though. Oh yeah, James Harden had me worried uh, before uh, for this uh, Celtics series. He had me a little bit worried because uh, I was concerned about the shooting. His uh, his mid ranges, I think he shot like thirteen percent in the whole series from mid range. But uh, yeah, that's all I had to say. Yeah, he, uh, he looked Y'all good enough. Everything. Um, I'm really excited to see Brooklyn's future. They got a lot of good building blocks as well. Um, like you say, Cam, Mikhail. Uh, clacks. Like that's a good front court core. Um just building for the future, I wonder where they're going because there are a lot of teams in the pecking order of the East that I assume are gonna be there for a while ahead of them at the moment. And I just wonder how they're gonna go about navigating through the East. Yeah, they gotta get some star power over there for sure. I think you I think as a fan, like if I was a Nets fan, you kinda want Mikhail to be that. But just off the way he scores, he's not going to be no, like, number one, lead you to the playoffs every year. So I don't know if it's a trade, a signing, but they got to get, like, a a star to, you know, get them to that level every year. They got multiple ways they could go with it. Um, If they do decide to 
compete or just compete for uh, championships and stuff like that, they got to understand that their uh, their guys aren't young, so they got to speed that process up. But uh, if they do decide to trade it all away, get some uh, picks, leverage their future or whatever, um, they could uh, they could make some plays too. But uh, they did a good job blowing up that uh, the Nets. Little, yeah, they made that shit quick. They ain't even draw it out. Get that shit yeah, over. They blew that. They blew that shit up at the right time because uh, that team wasn't going nowhere. I still think the craziest thing is that they blew it up and nobody was able to pass them in seating. Yeah, man, like that was probably. Y'all the- know who I got to say, brother. That shit was sad. And it ended up working out for Miami specifically because they won their first round series. Yeah. But, like, I thought Miami was going to jump up into that spot. A lot of teams. I thought that shit was just terrible. The Bulls, the Hawks, the fucking Heat. The the Pacers was hot for a little. I didn't expect them to get as far as the Nets was. But the East just shit themselves, man. Yeah. It's a garbage-ass conference. The bottom eight teams look really bad. But, uh... Like bottom eight, yeah, yeah, bottom eight. They they all look bad, but uh, said they here now, I guess. Yeah, they did what they got to do. Um, that was a sweep though. Uh, another series that was kind of it went six, but it felt like fucking three. Uh, Celtics Hawks. Um, nah, again, not a whole lot to say. We kind of our prediction was what everybody said. I think we all said a sweep. Yeah. Yeah, we all said a sweep. It kind of felt like one. They took the two games. I don't think anybody really. No, I said I said was, five. Was scared. I, did. I said Trey Young was gonna you have did? a Trey Young game. I think I did. Yeah, you did. You did. No, you did. You, that, that's right. Uh, but yeah, the game happened. Uh, he got himself a game. So then they was talking about they was gonna come back the whole way. I don't know about that. I was a, I wasn't really believing that, but uh. The Hawks, Trey Young is definitely your guy, I think. But it's just, it just be hard to build around those offensive engines when they don't, when they're not locked in on defense. Cause like, and it's not, not and it's really, another thing with him. He, it's not even that he's not locked in because I feel like even if he was, that's I cannot believe in a guard that's five eleven to be my best player on the franchise, like a championship team. I just, I can't I, get behind it. I think it's possible. But like we kind of were referencing last uh, last week is there is a type of roster you have to build around a guy like Trey Young to be a finals contender. And the question is, is it better to cash in on him as an asset now and try to build your team a different way or try to continue to build your team specifically around Trey Young? Because the question on if he's good or not or if he's a lead or not, that's not a question, right? It's his specific skill yeah, we set. know who he is. Is that something that you want to build around for the next X amount of years? Me personally? It's a real question they got to have, too, especially this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Me, me personally, though, I'm not, I'm not building around it. I'm good. I, don't, I just don't. Like, it's very hard to, to scheme around your best player. He got to try his hardest just to not be a negative on defense. And then offensively, he's... He got to take some really tough shots in order to uh, 
get easier ones. But uh, you got to get a – they thought DeJounte Murray was going to be their second star. They traded He's for not. his guard. Yeah. They got Derek White. <laughs> he's just he's just not your second star. That's not and then you gotta uh everybody else on the team gotta be so gotta be basically elite on defense to cover for Trey. But uh, they needed everything from double O, bro. They needed he was he was trying everything. But uh they did, I feel like they gotta uh they either I feel like they should just stop coming. I'm not saying they should like tank or whatever, but they they gotta stop with the with the like get Clint Capella off the team. Like, what is he doing there? Cause like he's good, he's good, he's like he's a solid like big, but like you got younger guys, like they should move more into their younger guys and hope they could find something there. Cause they shouldn't be. Yeah, I think they gotta look more in the like you said the young guys, but specifically um Jalen Johnson. He was. At the end of the season and a little bit in the playoffs, I think he can be a productive player for them. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Like he's six nine, seven foot wingspan. Like he's long. He's he got something a little bit offensively. Uh, AJ Griffin. Uh, he's a rookie this year. He was getting DMPs for no reason. But like, yeah, you gotta play him. You gotta leverage your younger guys. Cause I get y'all trying to make a playoff push, but y'all was the nine. No, they was like this. They was AC. It was the eight seed, so I don't get like I get what that y'all got a. Uh... Not a lie, they were the seven, my bad. Yeah, there was there was something they they I I get that that y'all trying to make playoff push, but like y'all gotta work with the young guys. You gotta I feel like you gotta get off John Collins right now because like he's not he's his value is only going down. He's not very good, I don't think. He's not good for this roster. I feel like he could be a very productive player, uh, player on different rosters. But uh, that's tough not... though because you got to look at the guard. Like, I feel like if he's not going to be good with this team, he has nowhere else to be good at because he's just a lob threat, and you have the best lob passer in the league. I mean, like, what else does he do? His role, his his role right now is to be like a a catch and shooter slash pick and roll. Like he's like doing like a lot, and I feel like his role got to be simplified to just hustle, play some defense, rebound, catch some lobs, and shoot a few threes. Like I feel like his uh his like they asking they was asking him to go like ISO, post up. Yeah, especially at the elbow, bro. It was bad. They used to elbow him all the time. That's 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 not his body. Like he's not. He did that for like one year, well, and that's why he got paid. But uh, you got to get off of him, and then you gotta y'all traded for Sadiq Bay. They was like he was getting like twenty four minutes a game, and he was one of their more productive players in the playoffs. So I didn't get that, and he's like actually good. He got an offensive game where he don't gotta rely on Trey Young to force feed him buckets. I get that y'all like the little. They they can go small ball with John Collins, but they don't. Uh, so I don't. I just don't get the. Uh, I just don't get having him. Uh, Onyeka got to play more. Like he should have been in the Spartan lineup over uh, Clint Capella, regardless of of. He's like their after, best big to me. 
Yeah, after that twenty twenty one. Super versatile too, bro. He can switch. Like he's he can be an elite player for y'all. I feel like they just gotta lean more into that bench. And I understand they had a coaching change. Uh Quinn I believe in Quinn Snyder as a coach. I like him. Uh and I understand there was a coaching change halfway through the season, but uh he gotta he gotta look more at his younger guys and play them. And I definitely not gonna be something that they look towards this offseason when they stop and reevaluate the roster because they cannot continue to go on like this. Yeah, it's, just, it's gonna be the same result every year. For contract too, I think. You said what? Uh any more thoughts on this series? Nah, that's it, man. Yeah. Uh, let's Southern go Nuggets. Handle, handle business. Let's go Nuggets, uh T Wolves. My guys, man, I was riding with the Wolves, bro. I was riding with the T Wolves. I, I, I swear to God, if they had the McDaniel's brother, I don't know which one it is, they would have won. That's that's my that's what I have to say. Um I think it would have went six instead of five if they was fully if the, Yeah, if they was healthy, I, I could see how they could uh they could have won that series. But uh I don't know. I don't know how to feel because uh, Cat, I don't, I don't know. I understand he was coming back from injury, but I don't, I don't think he's a part of the. I don't think he should be a part of the plans for the future. To be honest with you, he just don't fit. I think he's At least that's, most assets out of tradable players on their team as well. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, at least that's how I feel about him. I don't feel like he just fits with what they got going on. Um, I understand, like in theory, like he's a he's a stretch big who could shoot the lights out. Um, he could attack closeouts, all that. Uh, he was at one point he was like a twenty six a game score, but uh, after that little Achilles gear or whatever he had going on, it was like partially torn or some crazy shit. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't like he looked way different. I understand it's it's soon after injury and all that, but uh, I don't know. I understand. So you don't like, think Cat a part of the future plans? I don't feel like he should be. If you want... I think there's tough. an avenue where he still is, but I think cannot be a part of this future playing power forward for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. That's just not a good fit at all. So either him or Gobert, and you just gave up all those assets to get Gobert, I feel like you could make a deal, pivot, trade Cat, keep the team that you have, have the return for Carl Anthony Towns, and then continue to build as a roster. I think that Cat is like, I kind of get what y'all saying, but I feel like he's a part of the plans to me because he's super talented. I mean, first of all, you already talked about the three-point shooting shit. Like he's a high 20-point per game scorer. I think he just has to be the two. I think Anthony Edwards, like especially after these last two postseason, you know, see, like season they had, he's proven that he's the best player. And I think when they kind of get all the way into that, I think that's when you see them kind of get the next level. Because I think st- sometimes they still run through Cat all the time, like he's the one. And I think that Anthony Edwards, he he treats he treats himself like the best player. He he. The fans like the best player. Like he does everything you would want in the best player. He takes all the assignments. He hits the big shots. He'll take the big shots. I think that you just have to, as a team, realize that he's that 
put Carl at the two, and I think you've got a talented ass duo if you just have you know that that order in place. For sure, and that really like harkens back to last off season. They had a good team last year. They would have been in a better spot had they just held on to the assets they had. They would have Walker Kessler backing up Cat. They would still have Malik Beasley. They'd still have Vando. But they also that roster also had like a lot of problems. I understand why they. I made think there was a better pivot trade than Gobert is what I'm saying. Yeah, you probably could have got more out of it than Rudy Gobert, but uh, I understand why they. Made I think they just kind of bit on it too early, bro. Like the name just sounded so good. But it was also like they probably thought they could make like a deep playoff run this year if they just believed in what what was going on, because. Um, because they know that in the playoffs, it was hard to have Vando on the court because he'd be, he'd be standing in the corner. Uh, Cat would post up, and then he would cut right down to the uh, little dunker spot. And it's usually a good move, but the opponent don't respect his three, so they already double-teaming Cat. And Cat looked terrible because of it. So they thought they could just get off that um, and look better. But I feel like I feel like I don't feel like that trade was as bad as people like to say it is. It's not. I think Rudy brought a lot of value to that team. I think it it just gets overshadowed because he does so much. That's like he does a lot of the stuff he does. You're not always going to see that's like good. But when he misses a wide open layup, when he misses a lob, when he takes a post fade with three seconds left on the shot shot clock, you're going to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's going to know that part. But I think he's he's really good on defense. I think that's a known fact. It's just, you know, like I said, you just you always gonna see the bad more than the good with him. That's just kind of the nature of the beast, you know, watching or consuming sports online or just through the media in general. Um I guess before we finish off this series, just wanna say a couple of things about the Nuggets. Uh executed really well, defense looked good. Uh Jamal Murray went off in a few games. Porter to Michael MPJ did too. And also, shout out to Christian Brown. Um, did not play as much as I thought he was going to in the regular season, but he has been getting minutes in the postseason. He's been pretty solid. Um, and That's I what you that want from those type of players, man. Just step up. And I thought that was a nice development for them because he's probably going to play some pretty decent minutes next season. Yeah, they handle business, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely did that. But I feel like it's weird to say, but like like they're kinda like I wanna say underdogs, but like it's just like they're kinda No, nah, they are. They are, they are, because I don't like, even believe in that team. They like the dark horse to win the whole thing and uh and they're the one seed. Yeah, like that's it's just weird like it's weird to uh think about that. But uh yeah, Jamal Murray, uh, I thought he was fake, but uh he's clearly real. Nah, that everybody, nigga Rolex definitely real, man. Everybody from that bubble except what TJ Warren and uh, who else? I guess it's Tyler Hero on that list. Man, nah, he's kind of like in the middle. Yeah, everybody, everybody who was in that bubble who was real is real now. So I just, I guess so. It's just, it's just sad, man. The Nuggets. If they win a ring, that should be. It's gonna be a lot of interesting topics during the summertime. 
that'd be fun. I'd love to see them in the finals. Um, especially if it's against like Boston. I think the matchups and, and potential stuff would be really interesting. I want to see yeah. them against Philly. Philly? That would be also great. And be, yeah. But uh, more so Harden versus uh, Murray, and that's going to be fire. I didn't even think about it. That Harden versus Murray. Hell no. That's Ain't a funny ass fucking combo. They go, they go find a way to hijack their series, bro. That shit going to be amazing. But yeah, that's another. Y'all want to go. Well, I'm going to ask you, Tough. You want to end with the Clippers or you want to go with the Clippers now and then end with the King series? Hey, we can just go with the Clippers now. Cause, uh... Okay, you can go ahead and say what you got to say about that. Oh, um, ending in that series. So the Clippers actually looked really good throughout the series. Uh, they started off game one. Kawhi with with a masterpiece. Uh, puts them up one zero. Uh, they try to steal game two, but uh, uh, the five guard lineup kind of it brought them back, but it it didn't finish. I don't know. That was in. Yeah, them five guard lineups was uh it didn't really help out. Uh game three, Kawhi is out for the rest of the postseason. Uh Paul George being Paul George. Uh Clippers, they still look good. Like they could have easily won game three, four, five, if a few calls go their way, if they uh get lucky a little bit. Russ uh look like his prime self. Um I'm not mad at uh the the coaching, not really. Because uh, the more you look at it, the the pieces just wasn't there. So I I can't be mad at the coaching. Uh but uh I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of things where it's like maybe you gotta blow up Kawhi and PG right now. I mean this would be the time I think you definitely gotta question it. I think they're gonna uh, let him for at least one more year. Yeah, they gonna they they probably gonna ride it out this year. But uh, you you gotta you gotta think like if you're gonna blow it up. Uh, Paul George, he weak as hell. You ready for game he nine, Paul George? Huh? You ready for game nine, Paul George? Bad. He weak as hell for all them quotes he started putting out at the end of the series. Cause like, why would you do that? Like, yeah, I'm, he trolled you niggas. Oh. Bro, game before game three, he get on his podcast intro. In the intro, he say, "Game three, I'm back, baby." He say that, and then it come to find out, come to find out, he not even cleared to play until May third. Podcast P like, <laughs> which will be today. Hell, that shit is crazy. He's he's he pissed me off with that shit. Talking about some uh. If if my guys can extend the series, I'm ready to lace them up. Late like, <laughs> like it's game five. Them boys was down like ten at halftime. You talking about something you ready to lace them up, bro? I think more than anything, though, you got to be a little bit frustrated with the front office, or like I don't know oh. if it's the front office or the whoever handled that Kawhi situation the way they did. Got to be in, like put in question for their job because playing game one. Coming out like that, and then miss game two, miss game, miss the rest of the series, and then have a torn meniscus. Like it don't even make sense. Kawhi played game one. He got hurt in game one, and then he uh, played game two. Had thirty eight, and then he was trying to play game three, and they sat him. 
and then they made it sound like it wasn't a big injury. Like, like I understand you could play right. Like he was low managing. Try, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. They handled it terribly. So he, he ends up looking really bad in the media. Kawhi, there's reports that Kawhi's upset or whatever at at the Clippers uh, staff or whatever. And I'm just, I'm just like, like what, what are we doing, bruh? And then, uh, Lawrence Frank do not need to be the the Clippers executive GM anymore. Like, I really hope that the Warriors flame out and uh, Bob Myers leaves. But uh, Lawrence Frank is just, he's just, he's not, he hasn't done anything in this uh, 2-1-3 era because he gets Kawhi, he wins uh, executive of the year. And then the next year, they start saying they're going, they start building, basically. They get some pieces, like they get a, well, they already had their pieces, but uh, they they continued to the the pieces that they got in the previous year look really good the next year, and then going into twenty two and twenty three, it's just it's all like falling apart, like especially this year because they got Isaiah Hartenstein in twenty twenty two for nothing. Did they get Norman Powell this year or last year? That was last year. It was I told you twenty twenty two. They built they built something that was really good. And in 2023, they just let it fall apart because they got Isaiah, Isaiah Hardest Star last year for uh, nothing. He says he wants to re-sign for the uh, mid-level exception. But instead of, of being like, oh, we want to pay one of the best backup bigs in the in the league, a mid-level exception, which is nothing, we give the whole mid-level obsession, a, exception to John Wall. Who they didn't even use, bro. He played 34 games and is out the league. We could have had one of the best backup bigs in the league, but instead we got John Wall for 34 games. Uh, John Wall looks absolutely terrible. Um, we have Reggie Jackson, who after who after the uh, the 2021 run, I feel like they should have sold high on him. I don't know who was going to buy him, but they should have tried to like get something out of that because you you was expecting him to come back the next two years be 50 40 90 um and be a bailout option for two and three for the next three years while he 33 years old like i don't get i didn't get that they let him just marinate and do absolutely nothing uh marcus morris outside of when he was shooting 50 percent from three has looked terrible and they keep running goddamn post-ups to that man uh, he don't play defense, and he you don't really get much out of him if he's not shooting 50% from three. So this year, when he's shooting, when he continued to, he went from 40% all the way down to 30% by the end of the season from three. Uh, and you keep playing him minutes. And you have Talu, to. Talu, Talu, that was a bad decision, bro, because he, he came out and said, yeah, Marcus is going to play over uh, Batum. I mean, Batum was fucking ass, so I'm not really going to argue too much. get but. on him next. The next fan favorite, Nick Batum, he just been, he just was, like, he's a better option than Marcus Morris. So you look at him, you're just like, oh, yeah. Clearly, like, they was plus, he, he had positive minutes because he wasn't Marcus Morris. That was literally why. But he's not, he's not, he's just old now. Like, his knees are done. You playing him heavy minutes throughout the season, that's not going to work. Uh, they still be asking him to defend, too. It's a lot on that. Yeah, like, he's he's getting asked to do a lot. 
and he's too old to be doing that for a whole 82 games. Um, and then you have you have a third guy, uh, Robert Covington, who could who could have shouldered all the minutes so that these boys is healthy come playoffs. But uh, no, you decide not to. He don't even play in the playoffs. Every single time he gets minutes, he looks really good. So I just don't. He's clearly upset on the sidelines, and they handled that really poorly. Uh, and then Lawrence Frank, he did absolutely nothing to 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 move away from Marcus Morris at the trade deadline because Marcus Morris has been requesting a trade for the past three years. So they did nothing. Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's been inside the organization. Like it hasn't come out. Like it's been one of those things. Like. It's been like the NFL. Like he requested a trade the way like NFL players do. Like yeah. it don't come out. He just did it. He he requests the trade, and then like every trade deadline, he'll post some shit like, "Oh, I hope I get to play with my brother." Or something. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. And then, uh, but yeah, he's basically. I think he did publicly request a trade in like 2020. Uh, before he was really getting heavy minutes in like 2021, I think. I think he did publicly request a trade. Uh. But yeah, even like you didn't move past, you didn't move off Marcus Morris during the trade deadline. I feel like you should have, even regardless of of uh, wanting Talu not to play him. Like you, you don't have, like you don't have much else to play. Is what I've realized. Um, they handled uh, Terrence Mann's development really poorly this year. Uh, I get that he's not really a young guy anymore, but like he should have been starting. The whole year, because when he starts, he looked really good. Uh, the numbers back it up. He should have been playing a lot more. Yeah, y'all a lot of good minutes in them. Uh, in the, in this series for sure. Exactly, and then like want me some damn money too. I that's my boy. I got love to you, man. Man, and then like, but but anyways, anyways, I'm just random about the Clippers now. But uh, yeah, Paul George, you fake as hell. You weak. Your but do you think, beat. as a fan, do you think you got to trade either of them this year, offseason? Me personally, I wouldn't, because you're not going. Like, I don't want to. I think you're not going to get too much. Their value is kind of like in the gutter. I mean, but... you are going to get something because you. It's still Kawhi and Paul George. Right, right. Like, I'm just talking about the injury like, for both of them. Yeah, it's injury concerns and all that. But like, me personally, I'm not trading them because, uh. I want to watch at least my team fake compete, you know? Like, I know, like, if we are healthy, if the Clippers are healthy, they got a chance at winning a chip. Like, I know that. But and if, I think that's what they're banking on, just hoping that one of these seasons, it could just break right for health and they can yeah. just buy to the finals. But they also got to move in that direction. Like, you can't you can't have a team full of uh, 33-plus-year-olds Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Though. That's why I say, should you look into trading? Because it's gonna start getting tough. Like, Batum's been there for a while. He's been one of their guys for a while, and he's not going. He's. I don't think if you bring him back next season and ask him to do what you did this season, he's not gonna produce. I think, like you said, Marcus Morris. He's been bad for a couple years now. Um, you got to look at Russ, and Russ played great basketball. Like you, ain't, I know you didn't get to that part. Yeah, I don't know if he was, but he played great basketball. But do you really? Really think Russ can do that for a whole season? After the, I, I'm not gonna, I'm a Russ fan. Like I like Russ, so I'm not gonna say he can't. But if if Kawhi and PG gonna be out, you know, can he 
hold them them games and hold that team together. I think it's going to be tough. The Clippers freed up a lot that. of money at that trade deadline. Like they don't have to. They don't have to uh, pay Mason Plumlee. They don't have to uh, pay Eric Gordon. They don't have to play. Uh, uh, they like they have some some wiggle room. Uh, this free agency. It's just like, what are they gonna do with it? And depending on what they do, it could really like what they need right now is youth to just get them through the season. Uh, they also. And they've been, like, yeah, they missed on a lot of them young guys too. Because Boston and Jason Preston, I, I, they have to suck because they didn't get no burn. Mm-hmm. Especially Preston, Brandon Boston, I thought he was gonna get in like just a little bit. I feel like, see, the thing, the problem is like you, we don't know if Jason, if uh, Brandon Boston is like actually ass or if he's just like, because like every time he go down to the G League, he dropping fifty, but then when he come back up, it's just he don't he just play. Don't play. So it's like it's like I don't feel like he ass. It's just like he don't play. It's that's it. Like, and I don't know where you slot him in, but you gotta at least try him. Uh, but the Clippers suck at uh, developing their young guys, other than like Terrence Mann and Zubak. But uh, Terrence Mann, are- FSU made they come in the league ready, man. Except Patrick Williams. Terrence Mann did not come in the league ready, but uh, he got there quick. That was a real bad trade. I'm thinking. I'm thinking What's about. The Zubak trade for the Lakers. Yeah, was the a, trade is what Mus- was it? Mike Muscala, I think. That's who they got for him. And he and played like gave- thirty games, shot like ass, and then uh, left. Yeah. Shout out Zubak, man. Shout out Zoo. Shout out uh, Russ. Shout out T Man. Uh, shout out Kawhi for them. Uh, for that uh one game or them two games. Uh, Zoo is a he gonna be a perennial uh defensive player of the year candidate. I feel like he just uh, don't got the name for it. I feel like he really don't. Cause even when he was putting up them crazy, uh, when he had them crazy uh, metrics and all that, nobody really cared. Yeah. So, and they also got to be a, a, a top two seed basically. To what was out of four, five seed this year. Yeah, five seed, five seed, five seed, and it was it was barely that. So. Shout out Norm too, man. He was he oh, yeah. he played Shout some of the Norm. best I've ever seen him play. I hope uh I hope next year. Like I love Norm, but uh I don't know. I feel like they gotta make some trades, they gotta make some plays, hopefully get younger. And then Is there a player you have in mind? Uh damn, I feel like I did, but uh the obvious one is uh John Collins. You see, you see that. But uh, Cam Johnson, I don't think he uh Cam Johnson, John Collins. Uh, I don't know if Tyus Jones is this year or next year. It's next year, next year, I think. Next year, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a. Uh, it's it was a bunch of. It's just a bunch of people. They got to look at uh. I think Josh Richardson would would be a good player on the Clippers, uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly just yet because the offseason hasn't started. I don't know what the free agents are. Uh, I don't know what to say about the I'm Clippers. Going to sign Dylan Brooks, call it an offseason. Uh, I feel like they might because you know they love they love trying. They love trying to make make guys look better. Yeah, um, shout out to the Suns though, man. 
Um, they handle they handle business. I'm not even. I can't. Yeah, I can't even say they really handled it because they got they it was down to the wire just by every game. But yeah. they got a lot of good minutes from Tory Craig. Um, I mean, KD and 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 Book, especially Book. Book was he 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 showed his ass. Um, didn't really get too much for Chris Paul, but you know they they won. I think that's just the most important thing. But uh, also, I gotta say, uh, the Suns are fake. Like, like yeah, I, fake as hell. <laughs> like the the fifty six, like or not fifty six, like seventy uh two point attempts a game, and it's none of them are really layups. It's just like all middies. long twos, and it's just like it's like it's not why are you shooting these. It's like why is this the first? Like, I feel like a mid-range is like a counter. Like, you're trying to get to the rim. Boom. They give you the midi. Shoot it. They seek out the midi. They make them at a high clip. But it's also like, if the other team makes like 30-something percent of their threes, they going to match that uh, that little uh, autumn high percentage, autumn uh, two-pointers. It's like... I'm watching Tory Craig hit step back middies, uh, Chris Paul hunting the damn elbow midi, DeAndre Ayton shooting that little weak ass floater from the free throw line. It's like, why? It's not why are you doing this, but it's like, y'all can do better. I promise. I promise y'all can. They they need to get deeper too, man. I think that's the most important thing to me because I think with the way they play, it's like. Like book book and KD Chris Paul like they not gonna go away from the mid range. It's not it's shit. It's not happening. They've been in the league for too long for them to just switch it up. But book still don't want to shoot threes like that. Um, I think you need a bunch of guys, not a bunch, but a few more Toy Craigs who can just come in and play these shoot threes. I think you need one guy off the bench who can create off the bounce, and another guy who can just come in for defense. And I think you have a good team because right now like. When Biombo comes in, he does nothing. When Jake Londo comes in, he does nothing. When Damian Lee comes in, he can shoot, but he doesn't defend. When Karen Payne comes in, he does nothing. When fucking Josh Coe comes in, he does nothing. Like they just have too much of that on that team. And if they can it's just like, it's get like a little bit deeper, that'd be all right. I don't know how you improve the roster though, because you got like Chris Paul got like damn near a max. DeAndre ain't got damn near a max. I mean, guys that want to come in inside for the minimum, we see it all the time with them, like with the super team or not super team, but good players you know not signing the damn minimum for the Suns. I swear to, to the Suns with KD them, I think you get no, a few. Bro. No, you gonna get. What? I was gonna say you are gonna get uh them uh Jeff Greens, but Jeff Green actually good. Uh, you gonna yeah get, yeah take uh, Jeff Green. Yeah, but you're not gonna get. You gonna get a bunch of old old ass people. Like you gonna get like Marcus Morris's and shit. And do you well, want I that? promise they'll take Marcus Morris. I I'm not a fan, so I don't I don't care what they do, but if I was a Suns fan, I'd take Marcus Morris just because he can fake shoot the ball. <laughs> and he can get and he can get a bucket off the bounce. Like the, the idea is there. Like he, he may not do it all the time, but yeah, like when you think of Marcus, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but it's like I don't know how you move forward because because you got so much money tied up in old players, not even old players, but players who don't really 
do anything. Yeah, they don't they don't really work like well together. Cause like, what is what does Chris Paul do when you on the court with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker? Like, what are you what are you asking him to do? It's not like he's gonna defend at a high level. He's old as shit. And it's tough for him too because they ask him to do a lot of catch and shoot, and he just he's never been like crazy off the you know catch and shoot. But it's bad now, like. When he's when KD's at top of the key or that elbow, and he's kind of and Chris is sitting in the corner, and he make that skip, it's like you don't really trust that shot. You know everything is and it's coming to him a lot. He just can't knock it down. So like, I think it's gonna be they gonna have a tough time with the Nuggets though. Already down to it. It's like what is like I understand like like what does Chris Paul do when he's off ball like, and then what does he do when when. Like he don't create looks for Devin Booker and and KD. Like he don't got that kind of leverage no more. So I don't understand. I don't think he in their future plans after this year. Uh, he shouldn't be. I think they could net. They could stand to benefit from moving on from him and trying to get a cheaper point guard and possibly fill out their depth. I think the question is going to be, who is taking on Chris Paul? And who's going to give you something meaningful in return for him? I don't know what team that is. But best of luck to Phoenix in trying to find them this offseason. Yeah, they, going, they, they got it done, though. They got, they got it the first round. That's, that's a step. Yeah, Everybody move on to the next series? Yeah, yeah uh, that's one, I think. Lakers, Grizz, and then we got Kings, Warriors. Okay, okay. Uh, we uh, we that, getting to that second round gonna be tough if we're gonna talk about them. But who are we gonna start with? Lakers or uh, um, start with the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies, I don't feel like they they look bad, they just look beat up towards the end because you gotta understand they they miss Jog, Jog gotta hurt his hand. Uh, they got natural just wear and tear from the season. I think uh, JJJ coming off an injury. Um, I don't want to make excuses for them, but uh, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, they actual big guys are were hurt. He was uh, a huge been, part of their team too. Huh? They like he freed up a lot of them. Um, just off of screens because you know uh, he lead the league in screen assists every year. Uh, who's every? I mean Brandon Clark. Not Brandon Clark. Uh, Stephen Adams. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, damn, I know that. But uh he he's necessary for uh Desmond Bain to to operate in the pick and roll basically because he's the most comfortable uh pick and roll target. But uh yeah, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, they both hurt. Um they competed. Uh I feel like they could have actually won this uh series. Uh if uh Luke Kennard Hell yeah. healthy. Cause uh he was he was very positive in all the minutes he got, and they was actually starting to play him more over Dylan Brooks. He was playing good defense as well, not just yeah. shooting the ball. Um, uh, he's been playing good defense this whole year. Uh, I want to clear that up because some Clippers fans think that uh, Luke Kennard don't be uh, playing defense, and uh, he's a very capable defender. I wouldn't say he's like locked down or nothing like that, but he's – Engaged. He's also six five, and he's long. Like I don't understand why, just because he's white, don't mean he can't play defense. That's what it is. He a white sharpshooter. They never play defense. 
happened. But uh, Luke Kennard can actually defend when he uh, locks in, and he was locked in. Yeah. Or what Lakers was business too. That was nice to see. Um, For sure, uh, yeah. Because I was surprised. I thought they were going to draw this out after um after that after the way game five went. And the way they ended it, I thought it was gonna go seven for sure. But they went in home at home. It was home game, was yeah. it? Game well, six. Took care of business. Right, they were at home and 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 shut them out. Like it wasn't even close. Like I don't even nobody on the Grizzlies got going at all. That's definitely a statement win. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, Led into that next series too. Yeah, let's go, Kings Warriors. Finish up this first round, then. Oh, we're not gonna talk about how Dylan Brooks is sorry. Okay. Um, I don't have too much to say, bro. Yeah, that, that's all I had to say. I just wanted to put that in there. He's my favorite player, though. I love that little dance. I be, I'm tough. I need to be <laughs> that's that's that dance, bro. That, that, he be going crazy with the with the uh with the sound with the TikTok sound too. That, yeah. he, he got something with that. Thank God for every breath. Yeah. That yeah, you know the crazy part? That song suck without the <laughs> sped up. That song is terrible, bro. I listen to it, I'm like, damn. But uh the song yeah. is horrendously ass. I'm sad, man. Dylan Brooks really just—he just trash at basketball now. And uh, he's my favorite player too, man. I like Dylan Brooks. He was so. Yeah, cool. I hope he. Yeah, I hope he. Yeah, I hope he signed to a, a decent team so like he could be in the playoffs. Just not my team. <laughs> my not yeah not my any of our teams. The Kings Warriors, man. This is easily the best series of the first round. Um, back and forth the whole way through. No blowouts. Um. Well, actually, no. It was it was a, it was a yeah, um, game six. That was it. But um, I mean, I had I, this is my prediction. I had Warriors in seven. I think that they're. I really don't even like saying it, but their experience definitely showed at the end mm-hmm. uh, in game seven. I I, I really hate saying that because I don't believe it's real most of the time. But the Kings just being young, man. They made a lot of young mistakes. Um, I think that De'Aaron had his worst game in the game they needed him the most. I think you saw Sabonis struggle, who I I really don't like Sabonis, but you saw him struggle. Um, again, his worst game of the series. Um, Herder struggled. Barn, like everybody just the, the the team is so young, and the vets didn't really do too much. So it was kind of just when Steph got that that run going, and they kind of popped it open, and wasn't really no you know coming back from Game Seven. I mean, from you know that ten point lead they had, and Steph had that fifty ball. Can't really do too much with yeah, that. An amazing performance from Steph in that game seven. Um, yeah, also, yeah, that was special. I don't remember which game it was. I think it might have been game five where he just dribbled around everybody. And yeah, took for that one. Clock, yeah, just hey, please, unreal. Real stuff. quick, bro. If you haven't watched it, bro, please go watch Fight React. Watch to that. I mean, react to that, bro. That might be the best YouTube video ever. Like that in game seven, bro. Just please, that should be so funny. But yeah, shout out to the Warriors, man. Um, like we said, Steph Looney, he was—he's just been special for the last couple years in the playoffs. Um, yeah, legacy. Um, Juan Looney, three twenty rebound games. That's ridiculous. But uh, I got some questions. Like, I think uh, the Kings should have some questions for themselves. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a bonus. Harrison Barnes. That's, yeah, yeah. Them two, basically. Uh, they got a question like, like, do we want to just be in the playoffs? Like, is it cool to just be in the playoffs for the first time? 
since uh the early 2000s or is it or do we want to actually compete because i don't know if i don't want to say sabonis not able to compete but uh like y'all got a form i think it's just what they yeah i think the thing is with him um i don't remember who i saw explaining but they broke it down really well it's just he's basically solid a lot of things like somewhat like ben simmons somewhat just a little bit like he can pass he can create out the post he can score in the post he's physical like he has like cool traits like when you just say them but like when he gets in the game it's you're not going to give him the ball in the post. You're not. His lack gonna, of post. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that inability just to be able to dump it off to your big in the post and he can put on a move or two and get a bucket. It's, it just wasn't there. And it hasn't really ever been there for Sabonis. That's just not really a part of his game. But I think if he's going to be a co-star with Fox on a team that's trying to make deep playoff runs in the future, he has got to. And at least those when he's doing DHOs, and there's just nobody on him and the shooter's not there, he's got to get more comfortable with taking those mid-range jumpers at the elbow. or like the the el- Bro, the elbow jumper was there the entire he. It was, he, a, again, like I said, it was someone like Ben Simmons. Like He just wasn't looking at the basket when, when, when he was like, him not being guarded. Comfortably. Mm-hmm. Like they was looking at him, look at the basket, look at his elbow, make sure it's all good, and put it up and brick. They was watching him do it, and they was letting him do it. Uh, I think like they just got questions. Like, do you want to continue forward with Sabonis and uh and 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 uh do you want to just continue forward with Sabonis or do you want to like move off of that and uh venture somewhere else? Because uh, I feel like after he's All NBA, uh, he got I think he was an All Star too. Yeah, he, got, he was a couple years ago. You you could move off of that and get something in return pretty easily. Cause I feel like next year it's going to be a, they have a formula to win regular season games. Like they, they're, they got that down, but so they probably going to make the playoffs again, but it's like, do you just like, I don't see a way that they compete with, with Sabonis. Um, Harrison Barnes gotta go. Simple as that. That man was trashed the whole series. Uh, what's his name? Coach Mike, Mike Brown. He was actually like he was dialing it up. This man was getting Harrison Barnes the most open looks ever, and that man was just not hitting. And it's like, do you even want to? Like, you don't want to even try again with him. So you just got to get off of that. Um, you got to find another wing. But you're in the playoffs, so you don't have the. Like, if they was in like a lottery or or like top ten picks. Then I would be more com- comfortable with like the trajectory they're going at, but I feel like they're just gonna end up being like the Pacers of the West. I think there's going to be yeah, it's not in the middle about this team moving forward, and they're starting to reach the point where you're not bad enough to get those high lottery picks, where you know you're getting good potential out of these guys. Their picks are gonna start being in the anywhere from 17 to 27 range now. You got to start getting value on the picks that on these guys, you know, um, Keegan Murray, Davion Mitchell, last couple years, obviously Tyrese Halliburton as well. That's what put him in this position in the first place. Um, they've been hitting on picks as of recent. Got to continue to do that. Um, also, while we're here, Keegan Murray had a fan after those, I think his first two games had a fantastic series. 
uh, really started looking more like himself. Um, you're going to need more of and that. I think that's a big, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a big coaching thing too. I think that's when you see Mike Brown be a really good coach because he, Keegan got pulled in those first couple of games because he was playing bad. But I think going back to him was really important just for his confidence. And he, he does a lot for that team. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about, Mike Brown adjustments, um, I would be remiss to not mention the Trey Lyles at center minutes. And they yeah. were. Yeah, that worked. It worked really well. And that's because of how aggressive Trey was playing. He was out there playing like he was 7-1. Yeah. Oh, I also had a I had something to say about that. Uh Sabonis and Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn was actually giving them better minutes than Sabonis at points in time. So I don't I don't think I don't I don't think they need they don't need Yeah, I'm just saying they don't need Sabonis to win games, I don't feel like. But uh they do need that second guy. And I don't think Keegan Murray is like, like he's going to make that jump to be like a, I think he already, he's like a 16 point scorer, isn't he? Uh, he no, averaged, I think he was like 12. Oh, he's like 12. I definitely can see the jump to 16 or 17 once he's able to do more. Uh, probably going to be a more. Yeah, off the bounce. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be exciting. He got a bright future. Yeah, he got, he got some in his, in his bag, but uh, they still got to look for that, uh, that second star, cause, cause you got Fox, and you got, you got the other scoring. Like they problem isn't scoring clearly, cause they just the best offense. But like, they need some more on the roster. That makes sense. And I just yeah. don't know who that guy's gonna be. Like I would love like OG or Paul George on this team, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Just because I think other teams are probably gonna have better offers for those guys if they do become available. Um, this is gonna be a little rough for the Kings, but I like the position that they're in right now. Yeah, it's a lot to be excited for. It's just like the Cavs, like we said with the Cavs. It's, it's some questions that you have to, you know, have about the team. But I think when you just look at what they have and what they did this season, making it this far, giving a championship level team, like put them on the ropes. I think you got a lot to be excited about as a fan. As a fucking, as the coach, GM, whatever, you just, as a player too, you know, they should all be really excited for the season they had. And you can always hang your hat on the fact that you pushed, you won 48 games and pushed the defending champions to seven games. Yeah, that was the, that was the third seed this year. That's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. Any more thoughts on this series? Uh, no, nah, that's a perfect way to wrap it up. All right. Um, y'all ready to get into the round? Um, I guess we could do it real quick. It's a, every every game is on game two or one, so it ain't gonna be too much to say. How long we've we been running for already? Uh, I think like an uh, hour and a half. Y'all want to get back together on Friday because there's another game tomorrow. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we could just do that then. Okay, so we could wrap it up here. I'll uh, say so no more. I'll outro us. Um, episode eight, season two, episode two, really episode eight though. Um, if you got this far. You know, appreciate you. Uh, we are on Spotify, right? Uh, yeah, we are on Spotify. Spotify. Um, should just be. It's the same name, right? Everything. Yeah, Hamptons Five Podcast. Yeah, y'all go, y'all go, go listen to it. I know it's a lot better to listen on Spotify than YouTube. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, like the video, y'all know what it is, man. Um, Hamptons Five, we out though.